As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. In January 1887, a scrawny 60-year-old carpenter left his home in Rhode Island on a mission. Ansel Bourne had a derby hat on his head and over $500 cash in his pocket. And with that money, he was going to buy himself a farm. He first stopped at his nephew's store in Providence. He then stabled his horse and visited his sister in town. After parting with her, he walked on. But then something strange happened. On the corner of Dorrance and Broad Streets in town, a freight wagon suddenly crossed Bourne's path. And by the time it left the intersection, Ansel Bourne had vanished. A few days later, his family posted a missing person notice in the local paper. It described Bourne as an ex-preacher with gray hair and a scraggly gray beard. The notice also described Bourne as, quote, prone to attacks of a peculiar kind, which rendered him temporarily insensible. Basically, Bourne had amnesic fits. He would start walking somewhere a block or two away and would suddenly wake up three miles distant, having no idea how he'd gotten there. He also suffered from fainting fits, probably a euphemism for seizures. Still, the attacks never lasted long, and Bourne had certainly never vanished entirely. His horse remained stabled for three weeks while his family searched. Eventually, his nephew and sister swallowed hard and admitted what must have happened. With all that money on him, no doubt some drifter had attacked him and taken his life. And in a topsy-turvy way, the family was right. The same day Ansel Bourne disappeared, a drifter calling himself Albert Brown took a carriage from Providence to Pawtucket, then hopped a train to New York. He stayed a few days there in a hotel. 
Two weeks later, Brown wandered down to Norristown, Pennsylvania, 20 miles outside of Philadelphia. He rented a room in the boarding house of a man named Pinkston Earl. Brown installed some furniture, divided his room into two with curtains, and opened a store in the front half. He sold candy, toys, nuts, and dime goods. His biggest seller was toffee. Some locals found Brown peculiar to talk to. He wasn't quite all there. But most ignored him. He kept to himself, usually cooking steak or ham in his back room for dinner. No one really talked to Brown, and they certainly didn't ask him about Ansel Bourne. But if they had, they would have learned some peculiar things. Like the fact that Bourne and Brown shared a birthday, July 8, 1826. Brown's wife had also died the same day as Bourne's first wife. And like Bourne the ex-preacher, Brown had studied theology and had gray hair and a scraggly gray beard. As you have probably guessed by now, this man, Albert Brown, was in fact Ansel Bourne. But this wasn't an alias or a scam. Not even Ansel Bourne realized who he was anymore. That's because Bourne was suffering from something called a memory fugue, a bizarre psychological disorder that wipes out people's autobiographical memories. In short, these people are sort of like real-life zombies. As we'll see, they can still function in daily life, but they have no inner life, no soul. And it's only recently that scientists have started to understand what on earth is going on inside their brains. From the Science History Institute, this is Sam Keen and the Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciencey history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. Psychologists don't know how common memory fugues are, but one estimate holds that roughly 1 in 100,000 people seeking help for mental disorders have them. Fugues appear in cultures worldwide, and they usually strike people in their 20s or 30s. There are two main symptoms of fugues. First, people suddenly feel their inner self dissolving away. Second, people feel an overpowering urge to flee their lives. Let's look at each symptom in turn. The dissolving of the self happens fairly quickly, maybe over a minute or two, and people know it's happening, a sort of premonition or aura. One victim I talked to had time to say stop to herself, and she struggled hard to retain her identity. But it dissolved anyway until she forgot who she was. These breaks are usually triggered by stress. With the woman I just mentioned, she'd been at dinner with her son and the son's boyfriend. During the meal, the son mentioned some private details about the woman's father, who was a violent alcoholic who'd nearly killed her mother. The woman considered those details a family secret, and she felt hurt and betrayed when the son mentioned them in front of outsiders. This caused her to snap, and she lost herself. The stress facing Ansel Bourne from Rhode Island was theological. As a young man, he'd been a flagrant atheist. He even gambled and played cards on Sunday just to spite the Lord. But one Sunday, he hallucinated a voice from the clouds. It asked him to attend chapel. Bourne sneered at the very idea. I would rather be struck deaf, dumb, and blind, he said. A minute later, he got his wish. God struck him blind, deaf, and mute. 
After a harrowing few days, God restored Bourne's senses. And Bourne was so awestruck and thankful that he dedicated his life to preaching the gospel. He spent several decades roaming around and testifying. But then Bourne married. This was his second wife, his first having died years before. And for health reasons, his new wife demanded that he stop traveling so much. He was running himself ragged. Bourne did stop, but the guilt of stopping, of neglecting his duty to preach, precipitated his crisis. Other fugue victims also experience severe stress before their breaks. Most often, this is a result of violence or severe financial strain. And this stress seems to explain the biological basis of fugues. Stress can flood the brain with hormones called glucocorticoids. This flood of hormones then results in a so-called neurotoxicity cascade. In short, this neurotoxicity cascade overwhelms certain structures in the brain, including the hippocampus, which is crucial for storing and retrieving memories. But it's not just the hippocampus. Memory does not reside in one single spot in the brain. Many different parts work together to produce memories. And a neurotoxicity cascade seems to disrupt the crosstalk between those different parts. The result is amnesia. Overall, some psychologists view fugues as a defense mechanism. They're like a mental circuit breaker. Just like an electrical circuit breaker protects your home from surges of electricity, the fugue mental circuit breaker protects people from severe stress by shutting memory networks down. Afterward, the self dissolves, and people no longer know who they are. And after the self dissolves, the second symptom takes over the desire to flee. The word fugue, in fact, means flight. The initial dissolving of the self can be scary for fugue victims, but the desire to flee is often happy, even euphoric. That's because, by fleeing, people feel like they're leaving all of their problems behind. They're totally free now, and they enter a sort of manic state. They usually have boundless energy, too, and they burn that energy off by staying in constant motion. Some fugue victims walk for hundreds of miles at a stretch and get huge blood blisters on their feet. Others suffer terrible sunburns, but they don't notice or care. They're just so happy to be free. Some victims come back to themselves within days or weeks. Other fugues last for years, even decades. And while some victims never leave town, others flee to entirely different countries, in cars and boats, on bicycles and trains. A few have crossed whole oceans. One woman in New Zealand finally had to put a wildlife tracking collar on her husband, the kind that biologists use to track migratory birds and mammals. She'd seen one in a nature documentary, and whenever her husband fled after that, she simply got online to track him down. The most famous fugue victim in history is probably a fictional character, Jason Bourne of the Bourne Identity books and movies. Where am I? Fishing box, you were in the water. We pulled you out. What water? What's your name? I don't know. Jason is, of course, named after Anselborn. Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture? No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. 
Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in True Accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., But other few cases have popped up in the news, and a closer look at those cases can reveal some interesting things about how memory works inside our brains. In 2008, a ferryboat captain near Staten Island spotted some brown hair bobbing in the water. He hurried over and pulled out a 23-year-old New York school teacher named Hannah Up. After being rescued, Up had no idea who she was or why she had been swimming. At the hospital, she was then confused as to why her family seemed so happy to see her. They explained that she'd been missing for three weeks. Using security cameras around New York, police later tracked Up's movements during her fugue. Remarkably, she had purchased coffee at Starbucks, showered at her gym, and logged onto her email account at an Apple store. But if Up could not remember something as basic as her name, How could she remember how to order coffee or check her email? The solution to this mystery lies in the fact that our brains actually contain different types of memory. One type is called semantic memory. Semantic memories involve basic facts about the world and how it works. For example, that Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president, or that Starbucks sells coffee. There's nothing personal about these memories. They're just facts. There are also muscle memories, which involve physical actions, like riding a bike or signing your name. These types of memories can overlap, but the key point is that each one relies on distinct brain circuits. So you can lose one without necessarily losing the others. And this distinction between different types of memory helps shed light on what happened to Hannah Up. Although she had forgotten herself, she could still order coffee and do other routine tasks. That's because the fugue had left her semantic and muscle memories intact. I mean, how often do we sign our names or type in our passwords without really thinking about what we're doing? On the other hand, personal memories meant nothing to her. For instance, when Up read the messages in her inbox, several were begging to know where she was, but they simply did not register with her. 
Other fugue victims forget their pets' names or the smell of their newborn children. Some can't even recognize photos of themselves. Unfortunately, there is no standard treatment for fugues. Therapists have tried hypnosis, electroshock therapy, and drugs, all to no avail. Sometimes patients snap out of it themselves without any treatment at all. That was the case with Ansel Bourne. Remember that he'd moved from Rhode Island to Pennsylvania. He was living there as Albert Brown and selling candy. Well, one morning at 5 a.m., Brown heard a bang, like a pistol firing. He started awake and was suddenly Ansel Bourne again. The bed fell alien to him, with a ridge digging into his back. He then noticed electric lights outside and realized that he had somehow fallen asleep in a stranger's room. Bourne was terrified. Would the stranger come home soon? Would they beat him bloody? He huddled beneath the covers, waiting for the occupant, or the police, to barge in. After two hours, he finally screwed up the courage to peek into the hallway. Then he crept down the hall and risked knocking on someone's door. It happened to be his landlord, Pinkston Earl. Bourne asked Earl what day it was. The 14th, Earl replied. Bourne was baffled. He asked, does time run backwards here? When I left home, it was the 17th. Earl asked, the 17th of what? Bourne said, the 17th of January. Now it was Earl's turn to be baffled. He said, it is the 14th of March. Bourne gasped. By this point, Pinkston Earl was thinking his tenant had gone a little soft in the head. So he summoned a local doctor. But under questioning, Bourne insisted he was not Albert Brown. The doctor soon sent a telegram to Bourne's family, who had long given him up for dead. A few days later, they were reunited. All in all, a fairly happy ending. Unfortunately, not all fugue cases end so happily. After the teacher Hannah Up vanished in New York City, she moved to Maryland, where she disappeared again in 2013. Police did locate her that time. But then she took a job at a Montessori school on the island of St. Thomas in the Caribbean. In 2017, Hurricane Irma swept across St. Thomas and devastated it. Shortly afterward, Up went swimming one morning and never returned. A construction crew later found her clothes and keys abandoned on the beach. No one knows what happened. Perhaps she was swept out to sea or mugged. But given her history, it's more than possible that the stress and devastation of the storm ignited another fugue. Friends of Ups plastered St. Thomas with posters of her, both to alert others and possibly jog her own memory in case she recognized herself. But Hannah never turned up. Despite several well-documented cases, some psychologists do not believe in fugues. One red flag is the fact that fugue victims can easily form new memories. That normally doesn't happen with amnesia, since most amnesics cannot form new memories. Also, regular amnesics almost never recover lost memories, but fugue victims can, which raises suspicions. Instead, these psychologists suspect that fugues are an elaborate deception. And, to be fair, people have been caught faking fugues in the past to get out of crimes or debts. But most psychologists argue that, however rare, fugues are real. In fact, some psychologists see fugues as extensions of the sort of temporary, everyday amnesia we've all experienced before. Think of sleepwalking, or an alcoholic brownout, or intense daydreaming. 
Or even those times when we're so absorbed in something, we miss our bus stop or our exit on the highway. Fugues are more extreme, obviously, but perhaps we all have a capacity for fugues buried inside of us. If nothing else, this strange disorder provides a glimpse of how our brains produce our sense of self and of just how scarily fragile that essential part of us can be. This is the Disappearing Spoon podcast, brought to you by the Science History Institute. Find out more about their library, museum, and multimedia magazine at sciencehistory.org. Make sure you check out the Science History Institute's other awesome podcast, Distillations. You can find their in-depth narrative stories and interviews about everything from space junk to sex, drugs, and migraines anywhere you get your podcast and on their website distillations.org. You can find more incredible stories from my books at samkeen.com. You can also book me as a speaker at your school or event. If you like this podcast, please support it at patreon.com slash disappearingspoon. It costs as little as seven cents per day. You can also get bonus episodes and signed books. Please spread the word to others as well and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or other places. This episode was written by me, Sam Keen. It was mixed by Jonathan Pfeffer and produced by Mariel Carr and Rigoberto Hernandez. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.